here on this Wednesday. So what does your work-life mix look like in the next couple of months? These are the kinds of conversations that are being had at offices right across this country right now. And recent data suggests four in five Canadians don't want to return to the office full-time. Many actually say that they will quit and find other work if that is the case. I mean, one thing this pandemic has shown us is that, yes, we can work from home. And by the way, we can be very, very productive, likely more productive than a lot of people at the office full time. I mean, who wants the headache of the lost productivity of a long commute if you could actually do the work at home and it's a better quality of life work? And for offices, I mean, office space is the second biggest expense. So if a company, I think, can downsize costs while still getting high productivity out of a employee. Why wouldn't they be having those discover, you know, discussions right now? You know, things like a hybrid model moving forward. Dan Tish is president and CEO of Argyle PR. It is great to chat with you. Good to have you. Always great to be here, Alex. And you're, you're in the very expensive downtown real estate where, um, you know, leasing and, and rental costs are through the roof. Are these conversations you're having at your office? Oh, for sure. Um, and, 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 and it's also a conversation we see uh, our clients having as well, right? And, and I mean, the, the thing is, I, I think smart employers will be talking to their employees, right? You know, trying to understand, because every workplace is a bit different. Yes, we see the macro level stats and surveys, but in the end, every workplace is different. Um, and understanding what employees value about the offices and also what they value about working remotely I think is really important, right? Um, they've, you know, we've heard uh, again and again, employees value reconnecting socially, the serendipity, the learning moments, the, the creativity, collaboration, the clear start to finish to their work days that you get when, you know, you go to an office. What they value about working remotely? Well, flexibility, of course, you know, mm-hmm. having, being able to deal with lifestyle, lifestyle or family time, um, saving on your commuting time and costs. And just being able to have some head downtime to focus on individual work. And so I think uh, a lot of organizations that, that where, where the work can be done remotely, but you still have a high level of interdependency on your team, they're trying to give employees the best of both worlds. There can be a win-win here. I mean, if a, if a company can downsize, uh, you know, these huge costs of brick and mortar, um, you know, and downsize, that's a win for them. But it's also a win if their employee feels like, hey, um, you know, I'm having childcare issues, I'm going to work at home, mm-hmm. and knowing that their employer believes them because we've just done this for the last 16 and 17 months. I mean, I can, I can only speak for my productivity. I mean, I feel like I never stop. Um, well, and it's a well, huge but, but balance. You- yeah, you so you've just said the magic words, right? And and I feel the same way, right? Like there's no end to the workday, right? And and so the the challenge here that that I think we're beginning to understand because the research is just catching up to the reality, but you know, corporate culture is a casualty of the pandemic, right? No matter who you are, where you are, you know, as an organization, you've probably lost more culture than you think, right? Because you know, over time, uh, you know, culture can survive online, but it can't thrive online. And I guess the other part of it is not only do you lose culture and connection and deep relationships, you have higher stress, you have higher burnout, work becomes yeah. transactional and not relational. And it's not surprising when people haven't seen each other and, and socialized and experienced the joy of work, they've experienced just the grind of work. And it's not surprising. You're seeing massive turnover right now because, you know, I, I can, I can uh, you know, from a worker's perspective, I can be with uh, this group of people on my Zoom call or another group of people, and it doesn't really matter, right? So 
you've got to make it matter again, right? And, and, and if there's a very simple uh, turn of phrase in my mind, it's can we have more of the joy and less of the grind? That's, that's my hope. Yeah, and I think that can be struck, and I think we won't really have that true data until we know kids are back in school full-time and, and, and parents can actually fully focus on work. So I still think it's going to take some time to, to figure out just well, how productive we are and healthy and not losing our minds. Um, but it also um, gives a real opportunity for offices, companies. They no longer have to hire, you know, if they're in Toronto. It doesn't matter if they hire someone in Toronto. They now have a huge network across the com country that they know that they can reach talent in other areas because they're not bound by ge geography anymore. Yeah, I think there's no question there's going to be more of that. And, and the, the, the challenge, I think, is, is just making a workplace function uh, in a way that's equitable for those who are, you know, there in person and those who are remote, right? And that's the challenge of a hybrid environment because, you know, it's um, a Zoom call favors people who are more visible and vocal, right? It's easy to disappear in the Zoom call to be forgotten. And it's even worse when you've got a bunch of people in a room and then, and then some people are remote. And so I think what employers need to think about is how interdependent is my team? You know, what kind of work are they doing, right? Is it a call center, an assembly line, or a creative agency? Because the answer is different, yeah. you know, for each of those, right? And, and there's a great, um, I, I heard this podcast last year from Adam Grant, the organizational psychologist, and he's got this great sports analogy. He says like, okay, well, What's your workplace like? Is it like baseball, football, or basketball, right? In baseball, everyone's got their own independent role. The ball is hit. You know who's needed for the play, right? Mm -hmm. In football, everyone's got a role to play, but only a couple of players will touch the ball. And then in basketball, right. every play is unpredictable. Everyone's touching the ball. Everyone's collaborating. So if, you're, if, you're, if certain types of work that are happening in your workplace are like basketball, you need your people there in person, you know, a fair bit, probably more than someone where like a call center where it's like, okay, everything is an individual transaction and maybe, maybe it's less essential. So it's important to approach this discussion with nuance and to have dialogue around what works for, for your workers and your type of work. I think what is actually safe to you know, assume at this point, Dan, is that the work experience we knew before COVID is not going to look the same. It just isn't. Absolutely. No, you're right. We're, 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 if there's a phrase I hate, it's, it's, you know, uh, let's, let's get to the new normal there. I don't think there is a new normal, right. And we should stop <laughs> waiting for it. There's just yeah. this rolling reality uh, and a process of continuous change. And, and I think that, you know, that stat you quoted at the outset, Alex, I mean, I think, um, you know, we, 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 in the end, we're able to change, but it's hard. Right. And, and I think yeah. that workers, and leaders need to think of this as a change management challenge. We had to adjust massively to physical distancing if you were in a in a you know in an essential service or frontline position, or working remotely if you're in knowledge work. And and now we've got to adjust to something new, right? And 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 you've got to approach it that way with uh, with a lot of thoughtfulness and and dialogue. And and I think you know we did a survey showing that more than three quarters of Canadians agreed that their employer had managed COVID well, which was amazing yeah. numbers, really positive. And so I think smart employers were human and compassionate and transparent with their people. And those employers, you know, who are doing that now will get through this even better as they navigate whatever comes next. 
Yeah, and they'll do even better if they offer a new uniform made of track pants for their uh, employees coming back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it might make it a little less painful. Well, we're we're actually giving everybody a a uh, you know a uh, hundred bucks to whatever they whatever would make Stretchy their, pants. their return to work easier. Right? You know, whether there whatever it can be, it can put it towards a bike or buy a backpack or yeah, or a pair a pair a pair of new pants <laughs> if that's if that's what you want. So yeah, it's true necessities. All right, Dan, appreciate the conversation. You take care of you. Thank you so much. You too. Thanks so much. Dan Tish is president and CEO of Argyle PR. Hey, look, this pandemic forced us to do things that we were told would take decades. And guess what? It took like 48 hours. Who thought I could do a radio show from my living room? I can. I do. And I'm not sure it's going to change for a lot of people. So we'll see what happens.